everybody, and welcome to episode 39 of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Everton, and who are the orphans with me tonight? Uh, Stefan JD. There's Hughes. I'm Blake Hummel. Our special guest, who's joining us for this lovely game. But I can't remember who actually picked this for the show. Uh, I think it was me. <laughs> I had no, re- no recollection of this last week. But I'm like, I'll introduce it, but apparently it... it it was definitely. Oh, and before we introduce the game that we're going to be talking about, I do want to say this is our week three of our Spooktober event that we are bringing you guys. Where we're playing six different horror games, and now we're on our third one so far. And also, before I forget, want to give a quick shout out to another podcast called Movement Radio. There will be a link in the show notes. They're a, they're a podcast that talk about wrestling, sports, haunted places, and a bunch of bunch of just different random stuff. So if you need another podcast to add your rotation, please go and check them out. And Stefan, would you want to introduce the? The game that you picked out for us? Uh, actually, Mike messed up, and <laughs> this wasn't the game I meant. I meant the second one, so oh. <laughs> it's okay. But I, I mean, it's Clock Tower. We're playing Clock Tower. <laughs> for the second SNES. one is also called Clock Tower. <laughs> this yes. one also never came to America, and the, technically, uh-huh. the real first name of this one is Clock Tower: The First Blood. If you count the PS1 re-release that has a cutscene and, and a room that couldn't open in the first, first game. Year. Oh, so what did I say? First blood. Oh, oops. She <laughs> plays Rambo. And... Rambo, yeah. <laughs> I would have yeah, no problem is... in this house. Yeah, so this series is, there's Clock Tower, which then it was re-released uh, for PlayStation as Clock Tower The First Fear. The second game in the series is also called Clock Tower, the third game is called Clock Tower 2, and the fourth game is called Clock Tower 3. It's very confusing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's like if the square didn't retcon the numbering for Final Fantasy. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, even now, it's like, I'm playing Final Fantasy 15. Oh, which one is that? Oh, it's like the 28th game. It's close. It's no, close. Not, not far off. Final Fantasy 15. <laughs> Subtitled 28. That's what it should do. <laughs> uh, well, some of the Final Fantasy games aren't even Final Fantasy games. Like Final Fantasy Legend for Game Boy are not Final Fantasy games. <laughs> nah, just count them all. That, that's whole I just pretend some of them don't exist. <laughs> I think uh, Square Enix does as well, so... <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> you don't re-release them. Okay, well, this the, the game that we did pick out, we said Clock Tower, the Super Nintendo version, this is a game... I didn't even know this existed until we were trying to figure out what to do for our Spooktober event. Really? And then, I, I mean, I just never. I mean, I knew of the series, but I never knew about the Super Nintendo version. I have oh, very well. vivid memories of this game. <laughs> oh wow! Well. Yeah, I, I didn't know it exists. Well, I knew it existed, but I didn't know it was related to Phenomena by Dario Argento. Yeah. I think related is a is a is a strong the word there to use, or not maybe not it's, strong the word I'm looking for. Well, it's it's, uh, it's pretty close. <laughs> It's pretty much, uh, it's not like an exact recreation of it, but it's pretty simple. There's a lot of noise. <laughs> Sorry, my dog was barking. Okay. I heard a dog bark, and I know what that means. I'm somewhere else. All right, but this game is a point-and-click adventure, which is also really freaking strange. But it doesn't use, if you played this on a real Super Nintendo, this actually doesn't even use the mouse. Yeah. I mean, it's not mouse compatible, which I thought was strange, because the PS1 version, I guess, can actually use the PlayStation mouse, which I didn't even know existed. Oh, God, that would so, make this game so much better. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. This is a very strange oh, little, point strange little game. game that doesn't allow you to point. 
it also doesn't explain anything to you. Like I, I had to look online and read all about the game because I didn't understand how to do anything. Like I figured out that you could move around just by clicking Y or and she would keep walking, but it took me a little while before I had to really press X to stop. If you hold down LRR, she can run. The game explains nothing to you, or I just didn't look in the right place. No, it really doesn't. Okay. I mean, this is back when games had manuals, so I'm sure that the manual explained everything. Probably. It's like well, another it's just... Friday the 13th. <laughs> no, I know I'm... do anything. Um, I'm already ready. What this yes. game is, really. This is, this is a point-and-click adventure game, but it's not really an adventure game. It's a point-and-click, like, atmospheric horror game. Mm-hmm. You're stuck in a mansion with a bunch of friends. They disappear, and you've just got to get out. Try to find a friend and get out. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I don't work out so well. Because, I mean, you're all orphans. Like, you were adopted. You and the two other girls were adopted. I think you had two other girls, right? There's a three of them. Uh, there's three. three. Okay, yeah. Laura, Lottie... Jennifer. Jennifer is you, because you're Jennifer. Anne, sorry, Laura, Ann, and Lottie. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. We were adopted by Simon Barrows, who lives in lives in the clock tower, which is this big, uh, very, like, I mean, it's basically the Phenomenon Mansion. <laughs> you live in this big yeah. mansion. And it's, and it's funny, too, because you're named Jennifer in the game. In the movie, the main character's name is Jennifer, yeah. and the girl playing her is Jennifer Connolly. Yeah, they so literally they based her off of Jennifer Conley. Yeah, it's very on the nose. <laughs> Someone uh, did tell me beforehand to watch the movie, but I, I did not. Did one of the girls in Phenomena is also named Daria, which I think is very funny. Daria and Dario. <laughs> like the whole like, uh, Ridley Ripley thing. It's just too confusing. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I watched Phenomena right before we started doing this. It's It's very... Dario Argento, where somebody is just doing something simple, like they're just walking, and all of a sudden, Goblin starts playing and doing weird guitar yeah. solos and drums, and you're just like, okay, and this is what we're in for. Yeah. That kind of fits this. That fits, I mean, that's kind of what this game is like. I mean, you spend, all you're trying to do mainly is walk around and find items to get out of the man, to find the girls and figure out what the hell's going on. Mm-hmm. And depending on what you do, you first encounter the killer, I guess, in three different ways, it sounds like, uh-huh. from what I was reading online. Yeah, you can find oh. him in... Yeah, you, like, you can find him outside. Um, I never even went outside. I didn't even know you like, could until I watched videos. Yeah, and every time you find him, he's, like, killing one of your friends, basically. <laughs> you oh, how across, did... uh, one of your... Is it Laura? You come across Laura, like, strung up in a shower? Yeah, <laughs> that is that is graphic. He's in the water. Yeah, that's just pops out of water. It's and amazing. Uh-huh. Amazing was not the word that I would use, but we can I, go with amazing. I should say I should say the way it looks is amazing. The way he kind of comes out of the water. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like confusing at first. But then as soon as you realize like what's happening, you're like, oh I gotta get out of here. I gotta move. I gotta move. Yeah. I, Which is a challenge in this game. I mean, I used oh, a guy for this entire game just because I, I didn't even understand what the hell I was doing until after I Got near the end, and I thought, oh, I could have played this without a guy. But I was just so terrified of just, when you start off the game, you're in this mansion. I mean, it's just, even especially when you first, like we were saying, when you first see that killer, that is terrifying. I mean, I was, uh, the atmosphere builds immediately from, like, the second you start the game with the clock tower intro, which is a clock very, everything in this game is very, very deliberate. So, like, the, mm-hmm. the title screen starts off, and you hear, like, a clock ticking three times, and CLO shows up, and then 
it hits 12 o'clock and it's like bongs for each hour and the rest of the letters show up and it's like very slow, very methodical. And you're like, okay, this is the kind of game I'm getting into. Oh, yeah. One thing we apparently forgot to mention, I just realized this came out in 1995, made by Human Entertainment, yes. <laughs> which we hadn't mentioned yet. So I want to throw that out there. Human Entertainment, who uh, I think I think now makes like rhythm games. I think uh, they filed uh, bankruptcy in 2000, so they're not making anything. Or up to 2000, they made like they made Clock Tower, and then after that, they made like a shitload of rhythm games. I think Twilight Syndrome. Yeah. Uh, huh. which is like their only other horror game and then like a bunch of soccer games and rhythm games it's like all right we're gonna do two really good horror games and then <laughs> i don't know but we only got like a year left as a company fuck it let's do soccer <laughs> hey soccer's big in everywhere but america so it's true but the, um... uh, the guy who directed this game uh uh hifumi kono went on to work for uh nude maker which is not a great name <laughs> Maker and uh, worked on. Uh, he's been they've been contracted to work on some uh, Suda Fifty One and Grasshopper games. Oh, okay, that is kind of cool. Yeah, they, on, on. they make um, machines. Steel Battalion and good game. Steel Battalion Line of Contact and some other games. <laughs> oh, but back to Clock Tower. So the way that as you're wandering around this mansion, I mean, there's there, one thing I noticed that was interesting is I actually played this with headphones on because you got to play a horror game with headphones on. Yeah. Um, there is no music at all when you most of the game. Like you're just walking mm. around, and you just hear the stomp, 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 which of her of her footsteps as she walks across things. And <laughs> one, of the, like, one of the things that's even too fast. It's more like stomp, oh, stomp, I was... <laughs> stomp. <laughs> yeah, it's really you slow. Are, like you are slow. <laughs> and I also didn't even realize about the health system until I was reading about the game because you have you have your port you have her portrait in the bottom left hand corner. Mm-hmm. And it has it changes colors, it goes from blue to orange, yellow, all the way to red, and that actually describes like her kind of like her sanity <laughs> in a sense. I kind of I kind of took it as like a slasher movie where like <laughs> the protagonist has to stop somewhere and like catch their mm-hmm. breath when they're running yeah. away. Yeah, but um, it's just it's magical in that way. It takes forever <laughs> to get your health back though if you're like yeah. in red. Mm-hmm. I really like that portrait though because that's like that's a super. Not quite phenomena inspired thing, but just a Dario and Gento inspired thing in general, like Suspiria, especially the nineteen seventy seven Suspiria, where mm-hmm. like it's got that really bright red behind her. It just it's very reminiscent of like Argento likes to use very very like thick color fields behind actors sometimes. Oh yeah, and, and uh, speaking like of Sus- speaking of Suspiria, how one of the ways how you meet the Scissor Man is he drops one of your adopted siblings <laughs> through a window. Um, uh, if you're walking a hallway, you hear a scream. I heard the scream. I didn't know what to do. But if you look out the window and you hear the scream, you'll see someone get thrown off the off the roof or something. They get like kicked out the window. window. Yeah, right. It's, and that's, it's violent. Yeah, that's from Suspiria as well. So it's like directly taken from the movie. My favorite thing about that is uh, if you don't look out the window, the game just assumes that friend is still alive. And that's one of the endings of the game. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah, if you don't look out the window, if you just to pretend it that pretend it didn't happen, then that friend lives. Yeah. If you, if um, you look out though, she's dead. I was gonna ask. So, uh, Blake, you said you had fond memories of this. Did you play it when you were younger? Or? Oh, so I had I downloaded an emulator 
uh, and I was I was just looking at games, and it was I just picked a random game, and this was it. And this game scared the, the crap out of me as a kid. Like I I couldn't wow. even finish it. Like it, it looking back, it's so stupid because you know it's so primitive in comparison. But like at the time, it, it's it really scared me, and I couldn't even finish it. I I got to the yeah. part where uh, what Laura's in the shower hung up, and I was like, yep, I'm done. <laughs> That, yeah, it's yeah. it is that freaked like, me out too. This game it doesn't really have a lot of jump scares. I mean, there's some. They're like, like Scissor Man, the main, like one of the big villains of the series. Like he'll pop out occasionally, but jump mm-hmm. scares is not what this game does. It is just all atmosphere. Like mm-hmm. it is just building tension the entire time. And so when something actually happens, even if it's it's just like it's just like uh, Dario Gentle movies. Like nothing will happen for like thirty minutes, and you'll be sitting there and you're like. Something's about to happen. Something's about to happen. Something's about to happen. And even when something like mildly scary happens, you're like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, he's, that, got, he's got one of those weird morph abilities, too, where it's kind of like Mr. X. Like, first he's on the second floor. Now he's on the first floor. Now he's in a crate. Yeah. With <laughs> his scissors for some reason. At one point, you could walk into like a uh, a room with a piano, and if you walk over the piano, like a ceiling tile pops off almost almost comically, and he just comes like soaring down like two stories. And if you before. play the piano, he will jump down on the piano and play some of it with his feet before he chases after you. With his that part's feet. hilarious. Yeah. It's great. I, yeah. I, I audibly laughed at that part. I, I I didn't get that part. I because when I went in that room, he was for some reason he was hiding in the curtains in that room for me. And one time I checked the curtains and he came out and I went, oh, reload. We ain't, go- we ain't opening those curtains again. Um, <laughs> but the Scissor Man, at least in this game, is a little midget or a child, whoever the hell he is. Yeah, he's a child. With a giant, with a giant pair of scissors that are as big as him. So we're talking like yeah. a three-foot, four-foot pair of scissors. Yeah, yeah so shears, basically. Which, oh, okay. That, you know, that makes it sound a lot, makes more sense. But still, why the <laughs> hell is somebody walking around with a giant pair of scissors anyway? I don't understand. <laughs> his longtime profession was a haircut <laughs> stylist he's just trying to garden <laughs> but in the first game uh the one we played scissor man is you find out about the story it's it's your basic horror game you find out about the story uh throughout the game as you go along you find out that like like you find your dad at some point dead which is very yes. confusing um, you don't have to you, no, you don't have to, but you can, and it's very yes. confusing because it's like, why would my dad be dead in here? I was wondering this is all planned thing. out from the very beginning or something. <laughs> but you find out that um, Mary, Mrs. Barrows, who's like very much the like one of the big bads of the of the game, the Scissor Man is her son, Bobby Barrows, who's like mm-hmm. a decrepit demon type guy. Uh, and. Or the movie, he's just a wacky child that kills people. And he looks yeah. exactly the same in the movie as he does in the game, which is, <laughs> it's unsettling when you see it. Plus, well, there's like some art for the game that has him almost like, like zombified. Like he's almost decrepit and decayed a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's very creepy. I yeah. did not like Bobby Barrows at all. I didn't. And that's <laughs> also when the, when the music kicks in this game, whenever he starts chasing you, this eerie ass music will start up. Which was not fun either. Mm-hmm. It made me run a lot faster. And then her adrenaline yeah. kicks in, also, which I thought was interesting, where you constantly have her like you have, you know, she run. Normally, she always walks. When she's being chased to be murdered by a little midget with scissors, she's actually running the whole time. Yeah, and you have to 
what I found really interesting is I I didn't I thought you just had to get away, but you actually can go and like hide from Scissor Man too. Yeah, stop. You're supposed to, I thought. Like, I, I never really ran from him. I just always would try to go somewhere where I could hide. Like, you can hide in the master bedroom. If you kill the parrot, you can hide underneath the bed. Otherwise, the parrot will... There's a stupid parrot that will alert him that yeah. you're in there, and he'll stab you through the bed. Yeah. Because <laughs> fuck this game. <laughs> but yeah, he, uh, yeah, you can outrun him, too. Um, It's just you gotta, like, run to, like, the other side of the mansion, pretty much. Okay. You gotta pretty much... Yeah, you gotta, like, really take off. You can sort of. <laughs> he is a lot like Mr. X. <laughs> like Steph is right. He is basically Mr. X. <laughs> you can yeah. knock him on the ground, but it doesn't do anything. If you if he tries mm. to hit you and she grabs the scissors depending on her health, you, you can rapidly tap B, which the game does not tell you, yeah. and you can push him off and knock him on the ground and run past him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a Resident Evil Three parry or something. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which means nothing to me, by the way. Oh, it will one day, Mike. You just I really wait. I want it to because I feel like I'm missing out. But oh, one thing, since I did mention, I did want to go back into it. When I first started playing this game, I actually played this game watching a YouTube video room for room because I was terrified of this game. Freaking <laughs> terrified. Like, I, I started out, you get in the master bedroom. I'm like, okay, what do you do? Okay, I'm checking the drawers. I'm checking the bed. Oh, I'm going to check this mirror. And all of a sudden, the hand comes out and starts choking her. And I didn't know what to do, and I just died. I'm like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I found and, that and part. Go ahead. Yes, you're good. Uh, I was just—I found that part very strange because the game isn't really rooted in the supernatural per se, and then there's just a hand that comes out of the mirror, which is like a complete tonal shift. It also only yeah. happens mm-hmm. sometimes. It, not everyone who played this who looks at the mirror will get the hand. It's only sometimes it, it happens, which is also weird. I mean, the only other supernatural <laughs> thing in this game is there's a floating doll in one of the rooms where she goes, "I think something's watching me," and all of a sudden this doll will ch- will come at you. Oh, yeah. Which was annoying, too. And can kill you, by the way. I didn't <laughs> die, but I was getting close. We should mention that this is uh, this is one of the first, like, big horror games, too. We didn't mention that yet. Like, there was... A, like, there were there were a couple of horror games before this that didn't sell very well. Um, but this was, there, there was Alone in the Dark. Alone in the Dark was, like... That's usually considered, like, one of the first. There was, like, the Seventh that. Guest. Uh, there was actually... <laughs> There was actually an Alien versus Predator game in 1994 when I was looking up on this. That was like a uh, like a light gun type or like a Doom knockoff shooter game. But people were like, "Yeah, that's a horror game." I'm like, no, it's Doom. Doom is not a horror game. <laughs> it can be. It <laughs> was to me. 64 is. Yeah. <laughs> I want to play that someday. But yeah, this is kind of like helped solidify the horror genre as we know it. Like it was very. It went from being kind of like Alone in the Dark is certainly has its merits, but this is like really. The atmosphere of this game is crazy. It, yeah. it does a really good job of conveying the fear that you feel. Mm. And it has a, a story as well. Like, granted, the story is just like pretty much stolen from Phenomena, but it does have a story. <laughs> mm-hmm. I said every time you say Phenomena, all I all I hear do 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 do. Phenomena. I just do every time. Sorry, <laughs> I know. I just took the. <laughs> That's what comes through my head. But also, as I was saying, there's certain things you can do in the, like, there's little, I mean, one of the whole goals of the game is to try to find all these different items that, in like Silent Hill fashion, I felt, will activate another, will help you get through something that you might not think about. Like, there's one part, you go in the kitchen, and you open up a fridge, and all of a sudden, all these bugs appear on the screen and come after her. And you have to yeah, find a tectide in another room. directly from the movie, as well. Oh, uh, Dario Argento, really for some reason, it. Yeah, he's really fascinated with maggots and bugs for some reason. 
So in all of his horror movies, there's always at least a handful of maggots in somebody's face. <laughs> Which... And skeletons. He loves having like bones oh, yeah. and skeletons hidden. <laughs> Just, well, I don't even say hidden. Like at some point in all of his movies, like somebody falls into a big pile of bones, it seems like. Yes. <laughs> oh, and is Which, this uh, movie is on really anything? It's creepy in Phenomena because doesn't he use in Phenomena, like a chick falls into a big pool, like a disgusting moldy pool filled with bones. I want to say they actually use like real bones or something for her. They use like actual yes. skeletons. Yeah. Je- Jennifer's character goes into the dungeon. It's essentially like the game Clock Tower. And she finds, instead of her dad, she finds a police officer and she falls into this huge pit with just the corpses. And yeah. And cor- it's disgusting. It's gross. It's super gross. <laughs> And knowing, like, going back and knowing that it's, like, actual bones, too. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> they had no qualms, huh? I oh, is that the, movie uh, on actual... streamable anywhere? It's on YouTube. Oh, yeah. okay. It is very hard to find old Dario Argento stuff. So if you find it on YouTube, just watch it on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> eh, YouTube, somebody's making money off it. So. <laughs> like YouTube. But okay. Back to Clock So... Another thing about this game is, like we were saying earlier, did anyone find the Scissor Man for the first time in the pool where he jumps down or something or jumps out of the pool? Um, I, I did not on my playthrough. I, I did, and then I died. So <laughs> <laughs> I ended up finding her in the shower and surviving. Okay. <laughs> Same here. That That's what I was just following. And also, one thing I thought was funny, as I was watching this walkthrough and trying to go what he was doing, some of the rooms would be different in his playthrough versus the playthrough I was doing. I'm like, what the hell? And then I realized that there are there are rooms in this in this place that switch places depending on when you load the game up the first time. Mm-hmm. So it can get. I mean, sometimes it doesn't matter. There are just two empty rooms that don't have anything that matters. But sometimes it'll be a room with a key that I need the key, and yet the room was somewhere else in the mansion than where it was for me. And I was that didn't help the fear at all either for me. Yeah. I mean, that just heightened me not want to play this. I was actually a little mad at myself because I, I played this game and beat it earlier today because it's not a very long game. To be honest, no. I was looking at speedruns of it and speedruns for somebody claims like for a speedrun for all the endings took them an hour and 15 minutes oh, for wow. all, all the yeah. endings. There's endings from A to H or S to H. Um, and I didn't realize that there were like such wild, like all the, the, the endings themselves aren't very different. They aren't wildly different except for a couple. But I didn't realize how many different things you could do in the game upon replaying it. I just, I was like, I was like, oh, I must have missed some stuff because I had like a rope in my inventory that I didn't use or something. I didn't use the rope either. But like, I didn't realize that they were very, like they were very, every item has a very specific purpose. And so this game really was meant to be like replayed over and over again to really experience all of it. Because there's so much very minute stuff in this game that has like very specific reasons for it. And I don't think I don't think it's possible to actually encounter all of it in one playthrough. No, I don't think so either. Which I mean, you, you wouldn't to... anyway, because you'd you'd want to get all those endings. <laughs> you have to do it multiple times. You have to play different ways. Otherwise, yeah, like I I agree. You're not going to see you're not going to see everything otherwise. It's just it's mm-hmm. not meant to be. Yeah, not that kind <laughs> it's of not game. meant to be. <laughs> that's this game. But that's really <laughs> impressive for 1995 to have that many different features in a game that are all kind of hidden. I also think it's mm-hmm. funny that right after the year after this game came out, '96, the, the PS1 version comes out. So that means that this must have been right on the cusp of the end of the SNES. Then, oh yeah, which I didn't think about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I, I, uh, I still couldn't get over how I never even knew this game existed until it was we ended up talking about it for the show, and apparently didn't even we accidentally picked the wrong clock tower for the show. But hey, it's all good. <laughs> so, yeah, they, well, it didn't come out in the U.S. None of them no, came out we, in the U.S. This series is exclusively a Japanese series. Well, the first I mean, and the third one tower, did. Yeah, and the clock second tower one. Two does. Oh, it does take the, the second one that came out in, uh, in America. Yeah, the first one on the PS one. PS one. Yeah, and then the uh, the PS two at Clock Tower three. Our clock, did it come out clock in America, tower... or did it just get a? Yeah, it came out. Okay, because I know rare. Clock Tower one, you've got to like really, if you want to find, if you want to find like an actual cartridge of Clock Tower one in English, you got to find like a fan translation somebody programmed into a cartridge for you. Yeah, oh, more like purpose. Well, I actually just... played this on original hardware, but I I have a SD card for my Super <laughs> Nintendo, so. I think it was um. <laughs> Even they did re-release this game, but I think they only released it on PlayStation Network in Japan. Yeah, and yeah it never came the to Wii America. In Japan. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's on a bunch of different systems. It's also on the Wonder Swan <laughs> um, <laughs> Windows, but again, it never it never came to America. They never bothered translating. We all played a translated ROM of this game. Isn't the <laughs> Wonder Swan version the chromatic version? I don't know what you mean. Uh, chromatic, like black and white, like monochromatic. You mean? monochromatic sorry i'm tired <laughs> chromatic is the opposite um <laughs> if you get tired just do it just do what jennifer does just sit down on your knees and look at your frame and your health will come back that's how it works in this game i'm gonna try I actually, that <laughs> I, they wouldn't have known that worked and also i thought it was funny every time when she does kneel down to rest it, it, to me it looked like she was praying but that's just what i what my brain went to i guess Let's say, but that, that's the only, the only way to heal in this game. Is you have to stop moving and like, especially it, it helps to do it in a small room and then she will just sit there and end up healing, which I thought was kind of strange yeah. too. And again, it's very deliberate. You got to sit there and you got to really wait for it. Mm-hmm. And, it, and mm-hmm. it, it can vary. Sometimes she'll kneel down faster. Sometimes take longer before she starts resting too. I mean, there, there are so many random elements to this game other than mm. the items all are going to be wherever they are in that room. They're going to be in that spot. They don't move around. Thank God. But no, I, one thing I did enjoy doing there is, I don't know, I'm assuming you guys did the same thing. When you go up and one of the, I think the second floor, if Scissor Man is chasing you, there's a board that you put down over a hole. If you stand on the other side when he's coming towards you, she pulls the board away when he jumps and he falls through the floor. It made me well, I didn't know that. It's so. I only knew because of the guy. He comes right back. Like, it gets rid of him, but if you find him again, he'll come after you again. He doesn't die or anything. But mm. yeah, it's one of the ways to get rid of them. I mean, one of the dumb ways that doesn't always work that I saw you can do is there's a bathroom. You can go inside this bathroom with two doors. You can lock the other door and sometimes he'll give up. Sometimes he'll break down the door with his scissors and yeah, things don't go end well I don't, after that. I think the creepiest one to me is uh, when you hide under the bed with a parrot where he just stabs the whole scissors through the bed. It's so creepy. Uh, I, I would have never known that the only way to get rid of that parrot is you have to release him and you have to go in between the beds, grab the blanket and then when the parrot gets nearby, you hit a button and throw the blanket over the parrot, which ends up killing him, I found out. <laughs> yeah. but, I mean, little things in this game that I would have never found if I didn't have a guide. Like, I could, if I, if I wouldn't have been using any type of guide, I would have never got anywhere in this game because I didn't understand anything that was happening. Certainly not in a week. This is, this is definitely one of those games where it's like, this is all I have for like a month, so I'm just going to play and just try to find every little detail in it. <laughs> Well, there's some really deep puzzles, like, or not, maybe not deep, but just stupid that I wouldn't have realized. Like, you have to get perfume and you have to get a black cloak 
for a yeah. part later in the game. But one, I wonder if anyone did. I, I didn't do it personally, unfortunately. Did anybody end up in the prisoner cell and get captured? I, I did, actually. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. Did you have the ham? Uh, I had already given it to him. So oh. I don't know if that makes a difference. But uh, I th one of her, one of Jennifer's friends came and rescued me, and then she got shot. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. that's yeah, the that's one like, I had. Yeah. If you... If you don't give him the ham, I think he eats, kills you or eats you or something. I don't know. Yeah. This I game also isn't very... This game sounds, like, very uh, gory, but it really isn't. Um, no, it's like, too old. No, when you die, it's just, like... Like, you'll see, like, a like a flash of, like, somebody attacking you, and it's like, game over, you died. <laughs> it's like, oh, I kind of want to... I kind of want to see it. I kind of want this game to go, like, all out with the deaths. <laughs> or like, like when Susan stabs didn't. the bed it'd be great if it was like just blood came out from under the bed but it doesn't even do that it's just like you're dead well that actually happened to me but I think I must have had enough health that she came out from under the bed yeah oh, if yeah. you like when I was watching the video one thing the guy would do is he would rest before he'd go into a room that he knew would have scissor man if you have more health you can you can take you can handle more and it's, it's not yeah. even considered health in this game I think it's considered like stamina or it's sanity like stamina, yeah. something of that nature where she just starts losing it. It's <laughs> a strange game. Oh, that's what I got. I still can't yep. get over it. I didn't even realize Jennifer Connelly, the one that, that you can really realize she's based off of, was the girl in Labyrinth. I did not know that. Uh -huh. I forgot that was her name, because when I was thinking of Labyrinth, I just think of David Bowie and dance, magic dance. I don't think of Jennifer. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Didn't you recently buy a David Bowie Labyrinth? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> At Walgreens for $20, yes. <laughs> but... <laughs> My wife loves Labyrinth. So. I just remember his bulge. That's yeah. all I remember. Yeah, <laughs> the whole movie's about like the whole movie's about like puberty and becoming sexually attract attracted to people for the first time. So that what that movie's about? Basically, yeah. Huh. Wow. Yeah. He's he the guy. Did you show. see his giant dick? I tried not to, but yes, yes, I did. <laughs> He's entrancing her with his giant dick. One thing I never thought we'd say on the podcast. We say a lot of things on this podcast, sir. You should look. It's David Bowie, so I think it's I think it's fine. It's great. David Bowie's giant dick is PG thirteen. Okay. One of one of the rooms that I thought was the creepiest in this game, which serves no purpose, is the room with the mannequins in it, where they're all dressed up in like nineteen twenties or not nineteen twenties, like what eighteen hundred gowns or so. Well, you can actually encounter Scissor Man in there if you yeah. don't encounter him anywhere else in that wing of the mansion. He'll be in there. Oh, okay. You see, that's the other thing I was saying about this game. Just doesn't. There's so many random things that can happen to you. Like that didn't happen to me. I just went in that room, knocked off the head of the mannequin for no reason, and walked away. But <laughs> so yeah, it's the, this game is filled with rooms that like that <laughs> seem no to only exist as like a way for Scissor Man to spawn, basically. Uh huh. Well, there's like the one you mentioned earlier. There's one room where he's hiding in a box that actually, I, if depending on the room, it's a box you have to get past after you get rid of him to mm. go get an item or key. I think an actual key or something. Is that the one where a, a black cat can jump out of it instead of him and it's like freak you out? Yes, it's a shoot different room, but that's one of them. Yeah, and I mean it's meant to mess with you. Like you're expecting him to come out the box and off oh, just mm. a cat instead. Yeah, you see the door open and you freak out for a brief second. <laughs> I was always annoyed when Bobby and Bobby Barrel, the Scissor Man, chasing after me. I was just like, "Come, oh, not again! I don't want to deal with you right now." <laughs> well, he's not I very intimidating. Well, 
you got to keep running. And I didn't really know the way that you, like if you go into a room and you're like, Oh shit, there's nowhere to hide. And you try to go back, depending on how long you took, he's going to be waiting for you. And he's going to have scissors ready. And you gotta, you gotta fight them, knock them over and keep running, which I mean, I, I only know of what, I think two different places to get rid of him in this game. I know there's more, but I only found the two. The, well, because of the guy, the bed, and then taking the board and making them fall to the floor. That worked wonders. Mm-hmm. What did you guys do to get rid of him when he was chasing after you? There was one room I ran in and climbed. I climbed over some boxes and hid. And he walked in, and like he walked in, walked up to the boxes, and I was like, "Oh shit, he's gonna find me!" Like this isn't a good hiding spot. Walked up to the boxes, stopped, turned around, walked to the door, and I was like, oh, good, I escaped him. But he stopped at the door, turned around again, and gave the room, like, one like one more once over, and then left. And I was like, <laughs> my heart started pounding. See, that's what we're so, talking about. Like, this game does a really good job of, even though it's a very simple game, it does a good job mm-hmm. of inducing fear. Uh, did you have anything different, Blake? Uh, I escaped that way, which was preceded by, like, a 10-minute chase scene. Because I, I, I was so low on health or whatever that I literally had to, like, sit and rest while he was chasing me. <laughs> we Somehow, I think we started upstairs, and I ended up going downstairs. And then I just sat by the stairs, recovered my health, because he was so slow to come and get me. And then I went back upstairs and hid. <laughs> oh, that's kind of funny. Oh, also, she walked up these stairs so damn slow. Like that that was terrible. That killed me. Uh, Scissor Man's slow too, so it, it fits. I mean but that music makes you want to just run because I I can't even think about how it goes you know, to repeat it, but just having that music constantly it's, happening. It's, yeah, it's just like very like repetitive it's just a very repel- repetitive melody. Mm-hmm. But it's the only music in the game. Like it's hard to stress that. It's the only time you hear music is when he's chasing you. And so like it really feels like you gotta move because it's the only time you feel like any like real, like extreme intensity. <laughs> and you do feel scared. Like I was, I'd get terrified when when that music would start up and he's chasing after me. I was like, oh no, not again. I think the music is also based on the soundtrack of Phenomena. I think it's based on like the theme song for Phenomena. Every time, do 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 do. Phenomena. Do 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 do. <laughs> okay um and we were mentioning earlier like the reason why her dad was in the house is because he's a doctor that i think was the one that helped deliver i was gonna say give birth but that that's not correct helped deliver the kids and he was the one that realized like they're a demon or something one was a demon were there two kids there were two there were twins and yeah you find if you find his body you find like a note on him that i'd say is on par with any like resident evil note but it's very creepy <laughs> when he's talking about like um the woman mary had two kids no not kids demons he just goes on this huge uh, spiel about like how they, yeah, they were like they were like malformed, and one of the kids was just like evil looking, and had like a bad aura, and the other kid was like stunted. <laughs> they were just like they were bad seeds. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming one of the kids is what we haven't talked about yet, but I don't want to talk about yet is in the end. Yeah, Dan. That was okay because I was curious about that, but also. Like, I was, as I was playing through this, there's an item I never got that the guy I was watching got, which only spawns, depending on if you need it, the game decides. There's a, mm-hmm. a scepter you can get in one of the rooms, but when I went in the room, it wasn't there, which is in the piano room. Yeah, I got it. Which, 
I just thought that's interesting how some items don't spawn depending on the game feels like, eh, you don't need them. You didn't do this requirement, so you get this other item instead. Well, there's yeah. two different ways to get to the last area of the game, and that's one of them. Yeah, the you other... the scepter or the demon idol. Which is oh. inside the breast of one of the statues, but you don't, you can't tell. There's no blinking thing like in a normal Super Nintendo game. There's nothing. <laughs> you just have to click on it and go, oh, look, you got an item. My game just yeah. assumes you're going to feel up every statue. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, th so much of this game feels so random that I think that adds to like the the danger of it. Like you don't know. I think replaying, if I played this game a second time, I think I'd feel just as tense because I wouldn't know where to, like where I was meant to go. I, I feel like I was I was playing a different version of the same game, basically. Like most horror games you play, like I would say um amnesia if you play it twice it's way less scary because you know where to go you know the puzzles you know how to do everything so you can pretty much just run through and you kind of get a sense like oh like i understand this monster now it's not as terrifying i feel like in this game because it's so random you still you just like you'll start the game and you have no idea what to do <laughs> like i don't know i just say i need to keep exploring until i figure out what the game is going to give me and that's how i'm going to beat the game oh by the Ooh. way that prisoner is apparently simon barrows this is in the jail uh -huh. cell yeah, the father. Which I didn't know that until I was reading. I have a guide pulled up to mm. <laughs> give me more information about this game while we talk. I love the the opening of this game is awesome. I love the opening of this game so much. It's creepy, you mean? It's well, yeah, it's very creepy. <laughs> it starts in September, which I was, we should have played this game in September. I didn't know. <laughs> the game well, starts with only it all happened in September. Also, I like how it all happened in September. They didn't want to make it October for some reason. October, famously the most scary month, but they're like, nah, this is in September. Resident Evil takes place in September, the original trilogy. That's true. Well, two and three do, anyways. September <laughs> it's like, it's, 28. Sorry, it's right? September. You're a bunch of orphans. You're going to the Barrow's house, the clock tower. <laughs> and, like, yeah, the game starts with you in a room with, three, with the three other girls, and Mary's like, oh, I'm going to go find Mr. Barrow's, and walks out. And like leaves you in there, and immediately everyone just starts bitching. Immediately everyone's like, "She's taking forever!" Like she just walked out the door, and like, oh, "I'm gonna go find her. She's taking forever." And they're like, "Just it's like, let her go. Like she's fine. She'll find her and come back. We'll just wait here." And Jennifer's just like, "No, I'm gonna go find her. I just can't wait." And the huh? second you walk out the door, you hear a scream, which is funny because you hear one person scream, and then you go back in, and all three girls are gone, and the lights are out. Yep. And that's where the gameplay starts. Which was strange. It was very strange. But yeah, it's, like also, I, it's just so unnerving. Well, you think it would take longer for three girls to disappear, and there's only, well, two killers, I guess, but they work, they work fast, those killers, let's just say fast. that. I, I think it's like, you go in, and I, what I imagine happened is like, yeah, Scissor Man walked in, and they all screamed and ran out the other door or something, and they're all running through the house as you're running through the house. Which is accurate. I mean, I would run, too, if I saw some guy chasing after me with a giant pair of scissors. <laughs> yes. I don't know, it's so, I would like... Imagine that, like, imagining that situation as I played it, it was so unnerving to me. Like going to someone's house, and then you're like, "Oh, I'm gonna go, like, go get a drink real quick. I'll be right back." And as soon as you walk out the door, you hear a scream, and all the lights go out. Like, all right, fuck <laughs> this, I'm going home. <laughs> They'll figure it out. <laughs> I'm not involved. I don't even know if I call the cops. They'd be like, "Nope, I'm just done. I'm taking myself out of the situation." Time to go. Bye, guys. Bye. Let's go wait about it. I guess. <laughs> I mean, oh, so you. You had mentioned this earlier, Blake. I can't remember if this is on the recording or not. 
But you had mentioned that you can actually get inside. There's a car in the garage. You can get inside the car and just drive <laughs> off or something. Yeah, you have to actually try to enter it a second time, and she'll actually drive through the garage door. Yeah. But and that's one of the endings. But like as she's driving off in the rearview mirror, you see the the mansion, and then all of a sudden, Scissor Man pops up from the back seat, and it just fades to black with a scream. Yeah. Ooh. Oh man, that's a terrible ending. <laughs> it's yeah, it's not a death, but it might as well be. That's a death. I mean, if you're I in the car and the murderer is in the Because <laughs> I was car. looking at like the requirements for all the different innings, because there's so many of them, like I said. But I think for for that inning, you need to see at least one friend die and then go to the car, which I find mm-hmm. even funnier because it's like, like you find a friend dying and you're just like, nope, fuck this, I'm out, I'm out, peace. <laughs> well, I mean that that makes sense. I mean, you're not. I mean, are they really your friends? They're just people who got adopted with you. Oh, time to go. There's a murderer here. I'll go get help. Well, also, it's like you're orphans. You grew up in the same orphanage, so you know each other. But, like, they also look like they're all 20 years old. <laughs> so, like, they all just got adopted as 20-year-olds. <laughs> it's very it's very strange. Uh, it's, it's a weird game. Oh, and one of the areas, so mainly what you're trying, well, at least if you're trying to get the good ending, before we get into the ending, one, I do want to mention the last area is that your goal is to try to get all these different items. Like we were saying, you get the demon idol or you get the, the scepter and you unlock in like the sacri- it looks like a sacrifice room, if you ask me. And you unlock this room and it leads into a, into, into tunnels underneath the mansion. Yes. And it's, that's where like part of the <clears throat> game, like you, you've been collecting these items throughout the game and you should need to have a black robe and perfume because mm. you'll see, God, what the hell is her name? Mrs. Barrows, I guess. Mary, Mary, yeah, yeah. you see her walk by a dog. Mary Berry from Great British Bake Off is there. (laughs) You see her walk by a dog, and you have to put on the black robe, put on the perfume in order to get past the dog, which I would have never figured that out in a million years if I wouldn't have had something to tell me to do it. No, yeah, absolutely. I would, like, I got lucky in having both, but I absolutely could have screwed up. It would have been so easy to screw up and not pick up even one of those items. Well, I missed the the perfume. I had to go. I had to go back at one, when I got near the end. I had to run back and go get it so hmm. I could continue on with the game because I just completely, just completely missed it. Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, the, you find the perfume in her bedroom in the black robe in the room with the the bird. Um, not the room with the bird, but there's a bird's nest in a, like a storage room, and the mm-hmm. black robe is in there. I guess when she decides she needs to go in the basement, she. Has to go to the storage room and find her black robe. Well, she already has one. You're you're collecting a, a backup one. Oh, that's the backup robe. <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty much. Because when you see when you go there, like the game will tell you, mm. it will show her put the robe on and go past the dog, and then it's supposed to, you're supposed to go. Okay, if I put the robe on, but then yeah. you what would have made you think that you need the freaking perfume? Because my mm. brain wouldn't have went there ever. In my head, a dog and dogs can <laughs> tell you, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, but my brain still wouldn't have went there. I like the idea that Mary is like on Amazon and ordering. She orders like a twenty pack of black robes. <laughs> women's. I need twenty women's medium black robes. I'm mean, I'm just gonna do a subscription. You know, these robes they they just fall apart so easily. Like, yeah, that feels like something that would come off. That'd come away from Wish. Get ten for the price of one. <laughs> now that you've said that, every one of us and every one of our listeners is gonna get Wish ads for black robes. <laughs> <laughs> that's how wish works it's just, it's just somehow like oh you listen to this here you go you know you want it everyone's gonna get oh. wish ads for black robes and like butt plugs and no one's gonna know oh why wish is just strange as hell it's all wishes <laughs> wish is not nice all right 
And then as you go into the tunnels, that's when I was really confused. Like, you walk through these tunnels, and you'll find the second girl, depending on how you're doing, wow. um, laying or just laying there. But I think she was dead or something? Or she's dying? dying. Okay. Yeah, she's dying. Doesn't um, say how, but I and guess. She's like, yeah, she's, she's dying, and she tells you that you need to, you know, like, um, throw the switch in the clock tower. And then she, she like, dies after being sacrificed, I guess. I guess Mary tried to sacrifice her and was just like, I'll let you bleed out and walked away. Like, I'm, I'm a busy woman, listen. I was wondering why you didn't do anything go, to save I gotta her. I got to go organize my robes. So, and then that's it. Oh, God. So, you go through this place. Before you go up to the clock tower and you're walking through these caves and you see a big curtain. And I go up the curtain. I move the curtain. I was not expecting what I saw come out of the curtain. Yeah. A giant but... mutated baby. 100% shocked. <laughs> like, oh, what? Nice. Well, what before you even find it, we should say, like, you are, you keep, like, um, you find, you can find your dad who, like, I think it's your dad who has, like, the note that says there's uh, a cradle under the star. Oh, yes. Find a oh, like, yeah. You need to find the cradle under the star. And that's actually one of my favorite little reveals in the game is when you realize like you walk into a room and there's a giant pentagram on the ground and like a big iron desk with a cross carved into it. And you realize that the star is the pentagram paint like carved into the ground. I thought that was really cool. I never thought that. Yeah. Wow. Cause I was looking, I, I expected cradle under the star. I expected to walk into it. Like, I feel like in a modern like horror game, let's say you're playing like outlast or something. And it's like cradle under the star. I expect to walk into a room with a crib and like, like the starry night, on the wall or like the kids uh like glow in the dark stars on the ceiling not just a pentagram on the ground and you realize that it's underneath <laughs> that welcome to the clock tower <laughs> it's just very creepy <laughs> knowing that something's underneath that is very creepy whole game is creepy yeah then you find the, the cradle which is just a he, giant velvet bed and then he freaking chases then the baby chases after you yeah yeah. I died so many times in that part because you, you run through, she runs away, she trips, because of course, why not trip, you know, they have yeah. to trip, which pisses me off. And then she keeps running, and then you she falls some more, and, and then you jump into this water, and, and you go up this little cliff, and if you don't, the first time, no matter what, you have to fall, and she slides on down. And then the second time, you have to tap B real quick, game does not tell you this, and if you don't, she's just going to fall and die. I died like 10 times. I'm like, what the hell am I doing wrong? Until I finally figured out, oh, you just have to tap the panic button and it will work. Yeah, I actually, I had to look that part up because I had no idea what to do. Yeah, it's not, it's not communicated well. I like how, um, so like, well, this is, once you do that, you're like, you're in the end game. And at this point, you don't <laughs> you're, really, in end. you're in the end game. And this is where like the majority of the endings open up for you. But you can't really die at this point. You can only get an ending. It's very bizarre. Mm -hmm. Like, instead uh, of dying, should... you're just going to get one of the 17 endings. should say how the baby dies, though. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> how did you do that, Stefan, since you volunteered? I, well, the reason why I asked is because I actually looked away from the TV when it happened. All oh, I know is oh. he was on fire. You, as you're climbing, there's a box of kerosene. She knocks down the kerosene, it rolls into him, and then lights him on fire. It looks like a graphic from Earthbound. Yeah. So, oh, okay. He, yeah, it does look like something from Earthbound. Even more so because Dan, despite the fact that Scissorman, quote-unquote, grew up to be like a decrepit child with a giant pair of scissors, Dan just stayed a baby and got bigger. 
Yeah. And it's also not my joke. It came from a YouTube video, <laughs> but I thought it was funny. So I thought he was defeated by the hill. I'm like, that was it. <laughs> no, he blew up. She dropped kerosene he's, on him. He's he's incredibly combustible, and he, as he comes across the carpet, it just static forms, and he just shocks himself and completely self immolates. <laughs> Any form of exercise, and he's dead. <laughs> he's so fucking creepy. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of looks like not... the brood mother. It kind of looks like the brood mother from uh, the first Dragon Age, which the is like a giant. Mother. It's I been can't... so long since I've seen it. When you say brood, I, I was thought you were talking about the brood mother from X Men. I was like, he doesn't look like a giant bug. Oh. But... <laughs> The well, brood okay. mother in uh, the first Dragon Age. It's in like the Dwarven city. It's like the last boss of the Dwarven city, under or the Dwarven I underground. Can't. And it's this giant. Oh, I, I vaguely remember. Fat, uh, like demon that's got a bunch of boobs. Um, uh. It's got a <laughs> bunch of boobs, it and it's Dragon like Age giant too. and purple, and it's got growths all over it. It's very creepy looking. <laughs> I'll never forget. I don't remember what any of the other final bosses in. Dragon Age are, but I will forever remember the brood mother. Brood mother. I can't brood remember mother. it, unfortunately. It's just so creepy. Just look up a picture of brood mother. It's it's super. <laughs> oh, I was just looking up some of the endings before we were doing this. Before we started recording, and we're getting there at the ending part of this game. And some of the endings are freaking. I mean, I thought one was hilarious. One of the endings is you run up to God. What the hell is a woman's name? Mary? And she's like, everything will be okay, Jennifer. And as she's hugging you, she pulls out a knife and just stabs you, like it's Friday the Thirteenth yeah. Part One. Yeah, yep. and it's very Mrs. Voorhees. <laughs> I'm just yeah. like, well, that's an ending, all right. So <laughs> I would have never gotten. I'm gonna go first. Um, I would have never gotten the ending that I got, which is ending S, if I wasn't watching the video where she goes up to the top of the clock tower, which is this is almost in every ending, and you go up to the top of the clock tower, you'll see one of your whatever girl hasn't been killed yet laying laying there. And you'll see these two buttons. And of course, the music is playing. You're being chased by a midget with scissors. And if you hit the two switches, for some reason, you hit these two switches. And then she drops down to her knees to take it to prayer. And uh, Bobby Barrels grabs his ears and flies off and falls off the tower. Yeah. Which I didn't it's understand. Like the, the bells start going off and he like, just can't handle it. <laughs> yeah. To me, it was just weird because I'm like, you you freaking fell through a board when I pulled the board out and you were just fine. And now you yeah. fall here and you're well, dead. I'm like, well, okay. he falls into the clock tower gears. Yeah. Oh, I guess he's, he would not be okay. He's clearly possessed by a venom symbiote, Mike. He <laughs> 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 can't, can't handle a church barrel. That was good. <laughs> That'd be great if he, while he was chasing with the scissors, he's just like, you're a turd. <laughs> Get back here, you little turd. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I, I do want since I know Blake was the one that played. I think played this a few times. Did you get any of any of the real like bad endings besides the car one? No, I. This was technically my first time playing the game all the way through, but okay. uh, since I am part of you know the speedrunning community on Twitch, I do know people that do speedrun this. Uh, so I mean, I've seen a, a lot of the game. Oh yeah. By the way, in case anyone doesn't know, Blake is a speedrunner, and I've caught some of your Resident Evil Two speedruns. They're pretty good. Thanks. I I, I've been speedrunning uh, Final Fantasy Nine. So. Oh, nice. <laughs> we will. We will be. I do want to talk about that after we wrap up um, stuff for Clock Tower. The last, the last part of the show. Hmm? What's up? So we should have Blake on the Stalker episode because when we were talking about it, I, I looked up a speedrun of it. And it was like twenty minutes. And I was like, fucking how? 
<laughs> I'd go and watch the speed run. And I was like, they broke the entire game and got to the end. And I was like, I can't believe that this is real. <laughs> yeah, that sounds crazy. Oh my God. Russians. Damn Russians. <laughs> well, hey, I, I, I'm not going to go around here. <laughs> I want to know, <laughs> what, end, what ending did you guys get? Oh, oh, no, I should finish up my story. So after Bobby Barrels falls down, uh, she goes over to the girl. And then all of a sudden, randomly, I was very confused. She's like, you killed my sons. And I'm like, who the hell is, why is the girl on the ground yelling at me? <laughs> Took me a little bit before I realized that it was Mary runs out of the darkness. Doesn't look different now because she has like a white shirt on or something. Starts choking you. But since I released a crow earlier in the game, which apparently this is what it does, the crow come with other crows and they peck at her eyes. And then she falls off the clock tower. Mm. Right. It's very mm. much in line with the movie in that in the movie, she has the power to use bugs. So she calls on bugs to kind of kill her, stop him. Yeah, she's like telepathic slash yeah. psychic. See, she died in, in, in a different way in my playthrough. Uh, Jennifer actually, like, electrocuted her. She pushed her into the panel that with mm. the switches for the clock tower, and it electrocuted her to death. <laughs> yep, I saw, I saw that. that. That looked cooler than the way she died on mine. But I did think that was cool. I wish yeah. I had gotten the crow ending because like it's just so funny to me that like the idea that like oh you save a crow and like the crow will owe you it's like a life debt like a wookie the crow <laughs> owes you for life <laughs> yeah. one well, day I will I... come back and I will find you <laughs> there's like a great um it reminds me of, there's like a Tumblr post somebody made of like um a story about a guy swerving to avoid a squirrel and the squirrel swearing a life debt and like coming back to save the guy in his hour of need. <laughs> <laughs> All because he swerved to avoid it one day. It's like little did he know the school would remember that for the rest of his life. <laughs> okay, those are very smart though. <laughs> oh, First, and then in my end, we both went up. They both went up the top of the clock tower, and then they just saw the the rain. The rain finally stopped, and that was the end of the game. Hmm. So I, I yeah. think the crow is going to be because you when you come across the parrot earlier, that should have just been the crow because the parrot um. Crows can also mimic human speech, but yeah, the, when you come across the parrot, it's like repeatedly going, I'll get you, I'll get you, I'll get you, I'll get you. It's very creepy. Everything mm -hmm. in creepy. It's creepy because Scissor Man doesn't talk, so, like, was it mimicking Mary chasing after one of the girls? What, like, who was he mimicking? Probably Mary, because Mary, you find out, too, is freaking psycho, so. That's true. I, yes, I, like Stefan said, she is pretty much just Mrs. Voorhees. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 100%. Or Miss she is single. I wouldn't get that reference if I had not. Well, actually, politically correct, it is not. They got rid of Mrs. Now it's just all Miss, by the way. In school, well, they don't teach you Mrs. anymore. Oh, really? Miss Mary? Yeah. I only know this because I watched a documentary about <laughs> political correctness that mentioned that. Or How is that maybe not political correctness. Correct, maybe it was though. racial gap. Or not racial gap, but sex gap well, when it comes That's to money. the racial like gap that. we're going to talk about, Mr. and Mrs. Yeah, I, well, wrong words came out of my mouth. It happens. Uh, <laughs> but well, I guess it makes sense because there's no, like, because it, it is kind of, like, possessive when you say Mrs. Something. I forget. It, because it's, it's not show... like, it's like Miss and, like, Misters, I guess. It's kind of how you could read it. But I think the reason why they changed it is because they felt that, well, I always thought it was stupid because I I remember being in school. I'd be like, well, do I say Mr. or Mrs.? I don't know what to call my teacher. So I never liked it as a kid. But the reason they changed this. it had to do that it shouldn't be a woman marrying is what defines who she is type of thing. And that's what it has to do with. That's fair. 
So <laughs> it was always confusing that Mr. Jones was Mystery, but yeah. I don't know. Why didn't they just add another word for Mr.? That way you know the, the guy was married too. Like Mr. and Mr. 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 You heard it here first, guys. Mr. I am no longer Mr. Alberton. I am Mr. Mr. Alberton. Okay. Or you become Mrs. too. It's like a unisex term. Okay. What ending, Blake, what ending did you get? For this one, I got the one where she gets she pushes her into the electrical oh, oh, panel, and then then she just stands outside the, the balcony. I take it one of the girls survived, right? Uh, I didn't see anybody. Oh, so you were alone yeah. again? But I mean, I didn't see all of them die either. So ambiguity. Yeah, yeah. I think ending that's ending B, and I think for that only Jennifer gets out. Uh, <laughs> Weird, weird, for ending weird. you had somebody with you because you did ending s so you found yeah i had i don't remember what girl laura i know i found in the shower so you lottie, found lottie yeah probably because lottie was dead i think so yeah i think i don't know i don't think lottie can live at all okay um because this game is racist against redheads uh um, <laughs> redhead always dies in the horror um i got ending a which is where you throw uh you you show up um and mary like comes out of the she like pops out of the shadows and you're talking to you're talking to uh well i was talking to Anne. you can talk to Anna laura like you you show up in the clock tower you're with Anne, and mary pops out and throws Anne off the tower and throws her into the gears and kills her which i was super pissed by because i was like oh good i got an ending where somebody lives and all of a sudden <laughs> it's like oh fuck you <laughs> that's kind of cool though and then the crows push her out so in a it's a terrible similar. way but it sounds cool a similar ending, except your friend dies. I, take I think to get that one, you have to find Simon in the jail cell and see uh, see two people die. They're, like there's very specific requirements. So ending A, I'm looking at now. For ending A, you have to encounter Simon Barrows in the jail cell. See only two friends die. Um, so I ran into Laura very early, so I couldn't, and Lottie, so I couldn't run into. If I had to run into Anne as well, she wouldn't have been there. Um, you have to free the crow, and you have to choose the third floor in the elevator. And that endings, is very particular. Endings A, B, and C are all considered canon. Any of those could be canon endings. Um, basically, all the rest <laughs> are not. Or not. It's like Silent Hill. Which ending did you get, Stefan? Uh, I got the same one as Mike. Okay. You, so, yeah. Did you use a guide, or did you play legit? No, I I tried to play legit, but I ended up using a guide. Well, that's yeah. good. I mean, I I can't. I won't ever say anything about using. I mean, I think guides are the best way to go. So for this I have game, my boy to help me. So for this game, it's like if you're gonna play it once, use a guide. If you're gonna sit down and play it multiple times, then don't. That's I think the best way to say it. Like if you're gonna well, if you want to sit down and like experience everything this game has, don't ever don't use a guide at all. Just try to find it. Yeah, but I mean, listen to this podcast, <laughs> and we might at least give you some education on how to play this game. You know, we did spoil everything, which I forgot to say in opening the game. Oh well, well no, we spoil. <laughs> I mean, you shouldn't. By now, if you listen to us, thirty nine episodes were well more than that with all the other stuff we've done. You should know <laughs> like, what, what you this game in like you can technically beat this game in like three minutes. So yeah. I think spoilers are out at that point. Um, well, the, the ending in three minutes won't be very good, though. No. No, actually, there's an ending that I kind of wish I had gotten that looked really cool. I think it's ending F, um, where you 
if you don't it's yeah if you don't find lottie if you don't see her die when you get onto the elevator at the end the elevator's door is closed you hear like a noise um like scissor man is breaking through like the vent in the elevator and blood starts seeping out from under the elevator door oh that's cool yeah i thought that was a really that's it's it's definitely not the good ending, but I thought that was a cool ending. There's also the ending where he jumps, he come, Scissor Man like goes to the bottom of the elevator. I think. So I like uh, I like good bad endings in games, I like endings bad endings that are that are really well well done. Mm-hmm. Bad things happen differ in this game depending on what you do. Like all the Metro games have great bad endings. Uh, Legacy of Kane Blood Omen, the canon ending is the bad ending. Yeah. Uh, funny you should mention that. I think, uh, I think Mike got the bad ending when we did Fallout. <laughs> Mike, I was surprised I got an ending when we did Fallout. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That's, uh... Okay. Any last thing you guys want to say about Clock Hour before we do questions? Anything we missed, you guys think? I just want to mention the atmosphere. It's, it's, a, so... it's a surreal game. Yeah. It's very, it's very like, Jalo. It's very Italian. No, Siri. I never said anything. Fucking shut up. Um, apparently, if I say Jalo. <laughs> Stop. Siri will uh, activate. Hello, Stuart. How can I help you? Are you talking about Italian horror? Sorry, Stuart. I cannot let you do that. Siri is super into Dario Gento. Really I Dario Gento on Wish. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, like I, I said, it. someone's going to get it now. After we're done with this, something's going to pop up that makes absolutely no sense on Wish. I like the, I like the idea that, like, like, my Siri is it's like breaking off of the norm. Like, it's developing an AI. Intelligence, but just getting really into Italian horror. It's not like dangerous Sorry, at all. Stuart, it's just like you want to watch this movie again. Let's talk about Deep Red. It's my no, groove. not right now. You like all right. Red. I think we're gonna move on to some questions. I don't have many because I was surprised people even answered me about this game. To be honest, uh, first, well, questions, memories, comments is normal because I I gave up on just doing questions because sometimes it limits to what we can talk about that other people might have yeah. experienced. Some people so just the first. Interesting- that are worth worth some i mean there's been some really interesting memories that we have read on this on this show that i really like and first one i want to read from robert st john his comment was that game sucks so bad i don't agree Uh, i don't like it per se but robert has really bad taste in video games so don't listen (laughs) (laughs) do not listen to him i don't know if you listen to the show or not you might not appreciate that that's okay you have to you have to play it through the lens of 1995 and like just think about how there was nothing like it at the time. Yeah, it's a good way mm-hmm. to put it. And another one from Daniel Melman. I liked it, but it was really slow. Losing health when you run was a bad decision. I agree. I could have done. I'd that. agree with that. I, yeah. I I don't mind like having a stamina bar where you can't run forever, but I'm like losing health. I um I'm okay with that. I. Mm-hmm. I think it could have been maybe like a little bit more. Um, it could have given you a little bit more freedom, but I like that you have to walk. I usually don't like when games make you walk at all. I usually hate that as a rule, but I think this is one of the few exceptions where the idea of like having to walk makes the game just that much slower and more methodical. And I see that that's kind of like the way the game is meant to be played. That very that very slow build up. Right. Would you agree? Because you also like that when you saw you like suffering in games too. So. I do. Yeah, yeah. No. So it's just, it's just like I said earlier. It to me, especially games in the past, you kind of got to make up some things in your own mind to put it together. Especially if you go all the way back to Atari. Yeah. So with with this one, <laughs> sorry, <that's laughs> with, just cracked me up. 
Yeah, with this one, I mean, in my mind, it's just like a survival horror movie. Uh, you know, somebody has to stop and catch their breath when the killer's chasing after them. So I appreciate it. Go back and watch the original Halloween and see how much running is in it. It's yeah. pretty much not till the end. <laughs> I do need to watch that movie someday. All right. And then I also not at all in any of the games. <laughs> uh, comment from Daniel. He said, I want I want to play Clock Tower 3, 3 soon. That's a magical girl survival horror game, and it's developed by Capcom, the patron saint of goofy and fun survival horror games. It's basically yeah. Sailor Moon meets the original Clock Tower. You got me yeah. excited with that Sailor Moon there, sir. I would love to have that on the series at some point. Yeah, it's well, like... it's coming. It just, like, we got to figure out how to play PS2. It's like Sailor Moon. It's almost like Buffy the Vampire Slayer more, though, because it's like it's a lineage <laughs> thing, I think. Yeah. <laughs> You basically become a, a horror slayer. What the hell? It sad, okay. sadly doesn't have like the Sailor Moon transformation sequence. That'd be amazing. And then there's, there's, a, there's a spiritual <laughs> successor to the series called Haunting Ground, where like it's the same concept oh. where you're running away from killers, but you have a dog with you. Oh yeah, we are definitely going to play that someday on this show. We just have to find a way to get it that doesn't cost us hundreds of dollars, and we will definitely play it on the show someday. <laughs> so. <laughs> But, so it's never happening. Uh, gonna... <laughs> there are other ways to get a hold of that game, but that is not being said on the show. <laughs> um, this is one comment I, di I, I did like from Angel Johnson. She said she sent a link of a Let's Play, and that's what was her first experience at Clock Tower. And she just said, I never wanted to play a game more after watching a Let's, a let's Play. Which says, again, this is a game that even if you, uh, you're curious about what we're saying, go watch a Let's Play of it. You'll you'll absorb most of what, of what this game is, even if you don't play it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I think so. I think it'd be interesting to make people who had never heard of this game play it now. Like, people who play... Like, I would love to find, like, kids who play, like, Call of Duty or Anthem or, like, any like, like Fortnite. Like, any really fast-paced, like, shooter. And have them play Clock Tower and just see how, like, how far they can get in it before it's just wanting to stop. Because, like I said, this game <laughs> is very methodical. It's very slow. It's very deliberate. Yeah. <laughs> it's something all right. I actually had trouble. I, I had a little trouble playing it because frequent guest and listener Sam came over and accosted me and forced me to play Resident Evil Two again. Um, I thought you say forced cool. you to play like you really had to be forced to play Resident Evil. Oh, basically, yeah. For Resident Evil Two remake, I haven't just I haven't had time to play it at all. I've been putting it off. And he was God like, "God damn it, Stu!" I know. <laughs> so I say he forced me to play it. He basically was at gunpoint. Um, <laughs> basically at gunpoint. But I got to uh, I got to like the first Mr. X stuff in Leon's campaign, and I had to go from that to Clock Tower. <laughs> it's just like Aww. constant fear and <laughs> shitting my pants to Clock Tower, where everything is so deliberate, and slow. It's so slow. It's just like it's a, an entirely different kind of horror. We don't this want you true. to enjoy playing. It's an entirely different kind of horror altogether. It's an entirely <laughs> different kind of horror. All right, and this question, we already answered it, but I want to read the comment anyway. From Michael Hughes, I imagine you guys have covered over the course of the episode, but what endings did everyone get? Well, oh, check yeah. back about maybe 10 minutes or so. I'm yeah. not sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what endings did you get? Let us know in the comments down below. <laughs> <laughs> nice, thank you. Apparently there's also endings that you can get that, like, you have to br basically break the game. I was looking at. What the fuck? Yeah, there's... there's a lot of swearing in this episode, I feel like. Hmm. Um, but surprisingly, not by me. Usually it's me. Usually yeah, I'm the one. I just confused constantly today. Uh, I wasn't sure what the policy was. You can the, uh, <laughs> oh no, our Raccoon <laughs> City episode, I was just like, every five minutes I kept talking about, um, Spectre just saying, this fucking moron. It's just me saying this fucking moron, like, 
20 times throughout that entire episode. <laughs> hey, had the goggles that made perfect sense. It went two different different ways in his head. But So, we're not talking about Raccoon. Uh, I have a couple more questions. One from Chris L. He said, he watched it play, but he said Clock Tower 3 is one of the best and most disturbing horror games ever made. So there Ooh. you go. Uh, I'd say it's an important game. I don't know if it still holds up as the most disturbing nowadays. But it's certainly historically important. It's on yeah. my list. It's like um, it's like people who only watch like The Conjuring and Sinister going back and watching like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, where Texas Chainsaw Massacre is not like bloody or violent at all. Really, it's just all implied violence. So, it, like, mm. I can imagine somebody going back and saying like, "This movie's boring," but not realizing that like historically, it's a very important movie in the horror genre. Yes. That's a good comparison. He's got to that. Okay, another one I have from Jack Rodriguez Dogerty. Hey, you have the same last name as a friend of mine. In the real, that, um, he said, I don't like survival horror, but I like this game and have a repro myself. I can see that. Not that. I mean, I thought that's cool. Like, I mean, some people, not a lot of people actually knew this game, but people who did had, some of them had nicer comments to say than, than Robert did earlier. <laughs> but, <laughs> and this is a good question I, I do want to read. He said, uh, from Luke Batty, he said, I played the translated PS1 version. Are there any benefits to playing the Super Famicom version? It's the same game, without a cutscene. Yeah. So, no. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's I mean, the, there's the, there's the technically Clock Tower 1 on the PS1 that's a sequel to... Yeah. It's a sequel yeah. to Clock Tower. It's called... It follows, like, the fucking, like, Halloween... <laughs> or not Halloween, like... The fucking, yeah. Like, alien. like, I hate... I hate when movies do that. I hate when movies are, like, we're going to come out with a remake of the movie and we're going to call it the same thing where it's like, oh, this is Halloween. Which Halloween? Oh, no, the remake ones. God damn it. I want, I hate, I, first of all, I hate the Rob Zombie Halloween movie. I'm sorry. People love that movie. I fucking hate it. I hate oh, it. Rob Zombie hates it. Rob Zombie is a great, he's great as a soundtrack composer, as a director, not a huge fan, at least not for Ooh. the Halloween movies. I think they're fucking Ooh. trash. Yeah, agreed. So Never whenever I see Halloween on TV, I get all excited because I haven't seen, I'm like, oh, I haven't seen Halloween forever. I'm so excited to sit down and watch uh, watch Laurie fight Michael Myers. And then it's like, oh, no, this is the fucking Rob Zombie version. God damn it. So <laughs> call it something different. How to break his heart. That's how you do it, guys. It's you so annoying. TV and Halloween. And it happens. There's so many fucking horror movies because they're, they're remaking every goddamn horror movie. I'd be like, oh, no, this is the shitty Halloween. Oh, Aliens on a different movie. Oh, yeah, fucking goddamn it. <laughs> oh, Friday Parker the 13th. Either. Fuck me. Yeah. Well, at least Welcome, Psycho's on. Welcome to Halloween. Oh, God. <laughs> That's October for you where everything is on. Just but. play the fucking classics. God damn it. All right. Last question I want to read. I sound like an old man. Um. <laughs> You are, even though you're the youngest. I'm pretty sure you yeah, I know you're youngest of at least three of us on this podcast right now. Just a uh, from Joey Mock, he said, I tried to play it a few years ago. I didn't get very far as it doesn't hold your hand. It Nothing in this game tells you anything at all. I like that nope. about it, though. I did, but yeah, I'm a I different like I'm, a, I think, uh... I'm a pansy. So. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of different ways to do horror, and this is definitely the one where it's like it just throws you in, and you got to figure it out. You're you're on your own. You are a hundred percent on your own. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Anyone who's been listening to the show for a while knows I don't like horror. So, yeah, <laughs> I don't like it when the game doesn't tell me what to do. Just remember, uh, as an audience, just you're all alone. Oh, <laughs> all right, and um, I think we should do shelfer box. <laughs> um, Stefan, why don't you go first? Uh, all right. 
I think you guys know by now that if you put me in a mansion with something chasing after me, my panties drop. That's just <laughs> rule number one. I in love being way, in scary mansions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I love being in scary mansions, and I love horror games. So this is definitely going on my shelf. Uh, will I play it again? Probably not. But I, I'm glad we played it on the show. I'm glad so, yeah. you picked the wrong one. I'm glad I picked the other one and I picked the wrong one. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so brilliant idea here. Uh, there's a famous hotel in Virginia Beach um, called the Cavalier, uh, which is also infamously haunted. Um, so <laughs> at any point, if we decide to do a, a, a live episode, we gotta do like one of the ghost tours in the Cavalier Hotel. That would be okay. awesome. Because it's basically a like a giant mansion. I'll go to Virginia. Well, one of us lives in Virginia, but the other two of yeah. us. Okay. I'll stay here. Basically, you guys fly <laughs> out here. You guys spend money on things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, famously right. haunted, though. I think it was on an episode of Ghost Hunters. Uh, Stu, how about you? I am going to uh, shelf this game. Um, similar reasons to Stefan. Like, again, put me in a mansion, have something chase me. I'm all for it. Um, <laughs> In a game, in real life, if you do that, I will fucking kill you. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the the atmosphere of this game is so like it's it's hard to state how good it is. Like not just the lack of music and the sound of the footsteps, but like the colors of the game. Like every wall is this either really rich like blue or gold. Like it's got this really rich color scheme that's very um very Argento based. It's just like it looks so haunting. There's if you got if you can find a version that doesn't have terrible color, color grading because some of the coloring in this game can very easily glitch and fuck everything up. Yeah, it didn't mind too, and I thought yeah. that was a feature because it happened in a dark room. I'm like, oh, this makes sense, but no, it was a glitch. Like when I played a uh, Golden Sun, and I thought that activating the mental powers was supposed to make everything bright pink, but <laughs> <laughs> I was wrong. I forgot um, about that. Yeah. I played through like 20 minutes of that, or like more than that, probably like two hours of that game, not realizing that it was broken. <laughs> um, yeah, just the, the colors in this game, though, like when you get into the caves and you see like the uh, the stalactites in the background that are like, they're like almost black with just blue shading on them. That's just so good looking. Like this game is so like aesthetically pleasing and it's got such good atmosphere. It's definitely going on my shelf. I, I really enjoyed it. Plus, it like I said, it's it's a historically important horror game. We probably would not have the same kind of horror games we have today without Clock Tower existing. That's true. Which we didn't even know existed, or I, I didn't know existed until this podcast. Make it by the like Fatal Frame and Outlast, and because Outlast is basically the same fucking story as Clock Tower. You're chased huh. by a guy with scissors. Uh, yeah, not not sorry, not Outlast. Uh, fucking because <laughs> Outlast is a mental asylum. But, but yeah, like. <laughs> I mean, like, but just that 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 horror game trope that I guess is uh, is now like the standard for horror games, where you just you're running through a place and piecing together the story as you go along. Like, Hot Dog was one of the first games to do that shit. Yep. Oh, how about you, Blake? Uh, I'm gonna shelf it. I mean, I pretty much echo the same sentiments. Uh, the it is a very important game for the genre, and is somebody who speedruns a lot of horror games and is just a big horror game fan in general, it, it's, it's just a classic. Okay. I'll go next. I'm, I'm going to put this in the box. 
<laughs> not because it's what? a bad game. It, it's a good game. I just, I never want to play it again. I never want to see it again. Will I talk about it? Will I recommend it to people? Yes, but I don't even want to know. I'm like, I don't want, <laughs> it creeped me out. It's just, it's... horror games are not for me. Like, I'm not, I'm ready to be done with Spooktober, even though it wasn't my idea to do this. <laughs> but I am ready. I'm just, I'm not into spooky games. And even though this game is, is simplistic in some ways, and it creeped the hell out of me, and I just, I just, I don't want to experience it again. I don't want anything to do with it. I mean, I will tell people they should try it, but I'm done. So going in a box and will never, never be played again by me. Well, don't worry, Mike. We only have three more weeks of horror games. Oh, I, yeah. I, I'm not too worried about the next one. The, the two after that, I'm a little, mm, a little unsure of. But, uh, God, Stefan, why don't you introduce what we're playing next week? <clears throat> yeah, I'm just going to take a second and look it up here. Also, uh, uh, oh, I thought he was going to ask me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, if I have the right schedule here. Um, next week we are playing Soul Reaver. The, uh, is that right? <laughs> okay, the, uh, That's what I have. <laughs> the continuation of the Legacy of Cain series. And uh, we'll have Julian Titus on with us back again. Welcome to the game where nothing makes sense and everything's a maze. Oh, good game. I'm I'm really excited to talk about it next week, but who do I get lost? I'm excited uh, for our uh, our the game that's going to end the month. I think that's going to be my favorite of all of them. I actually oh. might not tell people what that is. I'm, I haven't decided yet. I don't think we should. I think we should leave it to be I a surprise. I think I'm just going to question mark for a little while. Should leave it to be a surprise because uh, it's. I'm oh, super excited and, about it. And before we start wrapping up, I do since we actually have have a speedrunner on the show. I think we should give a quick. Um, I, we always talk about wanting wanting to know more about speedrunning, but it never really comes up. Yeah. Well, one, none of us speedrun. We all suck at video games. And like <laughs> earlier, he was just speedrunning Final Fantasy IX. How the hell you speedrun an RPG? What? I don't fucking know. Uh, <laughs> lots of patience, and you need to be prepared to waste your entire day. Uh, like today, uh, I was. I got to the the last disc, the first boss, the last disc. I was up 20 minutes, and I ended up uh, getting wiped, so... That sucks. <laughs> yeah. But, uh... I, give people, I give people credit who can speedrun. Do you, do you speedrun other games, Blake? Or Yeah, I, I, I was uh, part of the RE community for a long time with speedrunning. Um, I've got some, in a few of the categories, some top 10 times. Um, nice. But speedrun Castlevania series also. Um, but my main thing now, I think, is I'm Gonna try to stick with JRPGs. Final Fantasy X is the next one. Oh my! Are you gonna do Final Fantasy XI? Final Fantasy XI. Speedrun XI. Because Final Fantasy XI one with like, like, two, like it, are there two boss fights in Final Fantasy XI that are like two hours each or something? Eleven is an MMORPG. So yeah, but oh, people okay. still speedrun it. People can speedrun it. How? I mean, you can still speedrun the main story content. I get. I mean, I just, I really want to talk about Eleven someday on this show. I just haven't. There's no way for me to really go back and relive it or spend the. Well, there, there's fan to... servers that are up. Yeah, but that game is terrible. Let's uh, let's speed run Knights of the the Star Wars: The Old Republic MMO. <laughs> <laughs> just get someone to come in with like a level sixty character. You can just just. You don't even have to fight anything. You just kill everything with deflections. It's great. <laughs> oh, oh, but Blake, where can people find you on Twitch? Uh, Twitch.tv Twitch. 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 slash Abomination1212. 
and there will be a link in the show notes too for anyone that wants to follow someone speed running Final Fantasy Nine and crying at the same time, maybe. Yeah. I know I'd be crying at the end, but that's yeah, okay. that was basically me tonight. I was ready to. Well, that game is—I love Final Fantasy Nine so much. You should oh, speed run Chrono Trigger. You want to speed run an amazing RPG? Speed run that game. I've thought about it. I mean, Final Fantasy Nine is my favorite game ever, oh, so that makes sense. But it can be brutal. Well, you should um, <laughs> you should uh, speed run Final Fantasy Fifteen all the way through the Adam Toys fight because that's like a that's like a legitimately that's like a three day like a real a real time yeah. three day fight. I hate that game. Like I have some very strong opinions. I I, pl- I played that game all the way through too, so it's not like I just played an hour and gave up on it. I beat that game, and I have some very strong opinions about that game. Oh, I love I love Final Fantasy fifteen. It's just, just chilling with the bros of the game. Can't get over speed running Final Fantasy nine. Like I haven't played. I have wanted to go back and play Final Fantasy nine again. It's been many many years, but every so often that urge is there. But with this podcast, I, that's not going to happen anytime soon. <laughs> but, just play it for the podcast just set aside a, a month for a special episode they'll hate me <laughs> but, well we're trying to we have an idea that we did mention before in the show where we're gonna uh when we get to season four which we haven't got to season three yet yeah. we're gonna be doing something different so we can maybe put some longer games in yep yeah we restructuring better we'll probably talk about <clears throat> it um because i imagine we'll do a like end of the year podcast i imagine we should. Um, we will. We should. Whenever, whenever the end of the year is, I don't remember. January 13th was our initial release date. Okay. So, yeah, around that time, we'll do, like, an end of the year podcast then and probably announce it. I, I think we'll, because we'll, that would be, like, just kind of a, one of our, like, I'll be just an extra episode where we're talking about, like, the show and everything. So we can really go into the exact specifics then. Yeah. And we'll have it more ironed out by then, too. Because I, yeah. I have some ideas that we've been shooting around. Hmm. <laughs> Let's discuss it on the on the episode. Have no plan. Like, all right, we're thinking about changing stuff. Let's... That's how we do this show. Anyone listen knows that. All right, every business think... meeting is enough. Hey, just it. Publish it. There you go, guys. Listen to what you think of us. All right, I do want to give another quick shout out for the podcast. I mentioned the beginning of the podcast. That was funny. Uh, Movement Radio. There'll be a link in the show notes. They talk about movies, music, sports, wrestling. So if you guys need our podcast, add your station, take a look. If you're looking for a Twitch streamer to follow, give a follow to Blake. I'll have a link in the show notes, so it'd be easy to find him, because I don't even remember what he said, and it was only less than a minute ago, so I'm sure if you're listening <laughs> to an audio device, you might not remember either. So, uh, you can't script this stuff, guys. You just can't. Alright, right, please follow us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, where I'm constantly posting images of the upcoming games that we're playing. So you guys can get a kind of get an idea of what's going to be coming up. So you have a little more context. Of the, if you have never played the game before and have no idea what we're talking about, give you some context of the game that's going to be that we're going to that's going to be coming up. Also, want to give a thank you to Mike Bulby. Oh God, Mike Stoney, aka Bulby. Uh-huh. Uh, he let us use the song "Cool Kid Squad" from his EP "Bite the Bullet." Oh. <laughs> I completely screwed that one up. <laughs> so, and again, I want to thank you guys for all listening. And we do greatly appreciate it. And there will be this week, we should be publishing another bonus episode this Friday. Like last week, we published Resident Evil Degeneration. If you, if you listen to this and haven't listened to that yet, definitely give that movie a listen. I, I know you haven't because it, it, it hasn't been listened to as, as much as some other episodes. So definitely check that one out. And also, we're going to be doing a so, so 
celebratory episode because we hit five 5k like a couple weeks ago but we haven't got around to actually doing anything with it so we will be making a special episode for you guys too yep uh-huh we're just and... <laughs> it takes a while yeah. all right well on. everyone have a wonderful night uh, thanks for having me uh, well, thank you for coming up hi everybody oh!